Hey, we're live. We are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 112 of the Room Prime podcast. And it's your boy, Room Prime. Today's date is Election Day, November the 8th, 2022. And this is a special election day episode. You know, since I'm literally recording this early Tuesday morning, election day. And I've been a bit out of the loop with, you know, just general midterms, but I've been trying to get like a crash course on what's going on, what's important. And basically, uh, this is essentially one of the most important midterms of uh, of of some time now. And you know, when I think about that, I'm like, wow! Like normally, people wouldn't normally people wouldn't give a damn about uh, midterms, but I mean, considering the social political climate uh, that we're in, we are paying so much more attention as we should. And, you know, we got economic downturn. We're in a recession, and it's going to get worse in 2023. We got, you know, we're in another foreign war, another entanglement. Uh, we're, we're literally arming Ukraine with some of the money. That's so much money, it's unbelievable. But then when you think about who's in office, you think about what's going on, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense why we're, why we're doing that. And I mean, it's still kind of funny. I see people wearing, like, Ukrainian flags or, like, the, the Ukrainian black colors and it's hilarious that while some of these people mean well it's just another form of virtual signaling when all said and done it's the you know the ukrainian people i'm and like I can agree, and I think all of you guys listening, girls and guys and girls, will agree that uh, war sucks. I don't want us to be in another war. I don't want uh, young men and women going out there and fighting, you know, bankers and special interest wars. I, I don't want that. You know, I don't want them fighting for oil or any resources. I don't want them fighting for oligarchs. You know, war sucks at the end of the day. And to me, this whole support Ukraine thing is just, again, a virtual signal. And a lot of people don't know, and it's because the media has done a good job at painting a narrative that uh, 
that it's the thing. And I'm going to talk more in depth about the the COVID amnesty article that's been, I think there's been another one, but the main one, which is, wow. And this ties into the whole election cycle, but I'm going to get back to that. It's just funny that people don't know what they're supporting and then call us people that ask questions that uh that say no we are called conspiracy theorists which i mean listen it's a badge of honor you can call me a conspiracy theorist a kook uh grandma killer they call me what you want but uh i stand for something and there's a lot of people that don't really know what what they stand for they don't know what they're fighting for it's just the other side is bad and we gotta not vote for these people or not support these people we need to silence people and and you got covid you got the economy you got crime which i'm gonna talk a bit about because it these issues across the board are going to influence people's votes. I'm not just uh, be sure I'm not influencing people's votes, but these issues are because you mentioned, like I mentioned COVID amnesty, you know, that article that came out, which I'm going to have a filled day. That's going to be episode 113, I believe. So that will be out. Um, later on this week and it's going to be these are going to be a little shorter Uh, i think that going forward doing long form content should be saved for like a like a like a big deal i should at least be doing 20 30 35 minutes 45 minutes at the most for future podcasts just just so I can, you know, get more episodes out, more concise, they're more uh, digestible, you know. It's like you're trying to eat a, a steak and it's, you know, well done and it's just bouncing in your mouth every time you try to chew it. It just, just jumps back at you. So I, I, I really want what you're consuming to not only you know sound good which i hope i do sound good and to you know taste good you know taste good in the mind whatever you're listening to it resonates and you know going forward that's just going to be how it is um and that way i can get more more out more episodes out in a week that's the goal to to be consistent and you know time is precious so that that's another that's another reason but um yeah like i mentioned we got the economy we got crime which these democratic cities are just you know just crime infested and 
just like these same people that are virtual signaling for Ukraine or the same people that are for defunding the police and they got what they wanted. Now all of a sudden, hey, uh, my city is not safe. You know, where I live, crime is up, you know. I mean, yeah, I wanted to defund the police, so what, what are you going to do? Like, uh, you can't. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say all police are bad, all law enforcement are bad, so they need to get out of our cities. And we're gonna police ourselves, which you know they don't. You know, nine times out of ten, because when something happens, they're quick to call the cops. They're quick to call the cops and. And it's like people got what they wanted, so you got to eat it. You got to eat shit and love the taste of it. You know, the economy, same thing, uh, just frivolous spending. You know, people were like, yeah, we got, you know, stimmies and all that. And a, a lot of those stimulus packages had tons of pork, tons of, you know, just pet projects just loads amount of government spending. None of that money went to people and things that that were much needed. Because, you know, there was a thing called, you know, COVID lockdowns and that halted the economy and you can't just press pause on the economy. And everything that we're dealing with now with the economy is a result of the lockdowns. And then, of course, our foreign entanglements in you know, overseas, and now with Ukraine. And, again, all this, like, everything that we're dealing with for the past two years and dealing with now is go all the way back to 2020. And this election is is super important for those reasons. People are tired of the narrative that the the Democrats are putting out. And me, I'm tired of both Democrats and Republicans. I'm tired of the Democrats. Uh, just just act, acting as if nothing is wrong. Acting as if they're the good guys when, in fact, they're the bad guys. When they're going about censoring people for not going along with, with a certain narrative, when you are silencing people for free speech. It's, to me, it just shows that there's something very wrong. There's something very wrong. Why, why are they censoring so much when they claim to be the good guys? You know, just think about that. Let that question marinate in your brain. And by the end of this episode, you will get that answer. You'll come up, you know, you'll come to the conclusion on your own. And I'm just going to speak, you know, to you, but like an intelligent human being and not call to you or treat you like you're an infant because... 
that's what a lot of these politicians love to do. They love to treat you like your your children. And it's the same thing every few years. They they want to get people to vote Democrat, promise all these things. Then come election time, we put them in office, and then after they get in, oh, oh, uh, you know, I forgot. You know, I fell asleep. You know, I was in a rush. I forgot it at home. You know, all those promises that I was telling you about during the election cycle. Yeah, they're they're at home. I forgot them. I was in a rush. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You know, it's to me, if people vote Democrat this year and with all the love and respect in the world for people, because, you know, I, I do like people. I like the idea of people and getting them getting together and sharing ideas and learning about different cultures and, and just exposing yourself to different takes and viewpoints and and just so many things. But because the indoctrination and brainwashing has been so fine-tuned and because of again everything goes back to covid if you vote democrat you're fucking retarded that's gonna go right out and say it you know as a person i still have all the love for you but if you vote democrat you're a fucking idiot. And I'm going to explain why. I'm going to explain after I do my intro. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Room Pine Podcast, episode 112, titled Election Day. And I greatly appreciate you guys listening to this podcast when it becomes available on your favorite podcast platform hosting site or whatever it's called. It's it's late, but thank you for uh, listening to this wherever you may be listening to this at. If you're, you know, if you're a fan of Apple, Apple Podcasts, if you are an Android head, Google Play. Hey, Spotify. Spotify is, I like Spotify. You know, you listen to me on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. And my home, Red Circle. So I do appreciate you guys listening to to this uh, podcast. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Ruben Prime. And also at Ruben Prime Media as a backup. And as well, uh, just 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 follow me on there. You get updates uh, regarding the podcast, and just you can talk to me, see the things I I post, all the hilarity, all the clown world madness, which I will be doing a podcast on the whole Elon Musk uh, new 
chief twit in charge, the new CEO of Twitter. And just every day there's something going on on Twitter. There's, there's always some sort of outrage. While there's actual things to be outraged in this world and in this, in this current uh, situation. But, you know, you have people getting mad over, you know, billionaire buying a social media platform. It just shows that our dependence on social media is literally a disease. And the main purpose of social media has been morphed and twisted. So I'll be talking about that. So stay tuned for that. And also, like I mentioned, um, I'll be just giving my thoughts on the whole COVID amnesty and and just why, why we should we should just tell these people that wanna, you know, just let's move on. We need to forgive, you know, mistakes were made um regarding COVID and everything is we had to tell them two things. We told you so. And number two, eat me. Because when people en masse were getting silenced and canceled for just saying, hey, we shouldn't be doing these drastic things. We shouldn't be uh, restricting people's freedoms or, you know, the fucking flu or for the cold and forcing people to either take an experimental job or you will get fired. And a lot of people, they get fired because they didn't want to take the job. And here in New York State, they reinstated all those people that were fired because they didn't take part in the in the vaccine mandate. And suddenly the, the whole narrative of COVID is, is collapsing, has been collapsing. But now because it's midterms, we all know the deal. So we're going to be, those two uh, podcasts will be coming up this week, Lord willing. And again, I want to give a shout out to uh, Drew Yari, the Drew Yari show. Um, our Patreon show, uh, Culture Attack, is on his Patreon, uh, Drew Yari show. Just search Drew Yari on Patreon, and you subscribe for five bucks a month. And for five bucks a month, you'll get so much content in just culture, entertainment, and so much more. And uh, my show, that me and Drew are on, Culture Attack, we delve into uh culture you know pop culture entertainment wrestling so the stuff that i don't talk about here on my main podcast you can hear it on there and you know you'll have a good time while listening to it because we're having a good time so that's all that's all that's important and i mean you spend more on starbucks or dunkin donuts i did (laughs) Um, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts guy, but you, you know, t- take that money. You don't need to be drinking coffee all day. They skip it one day, <laughs> but still appreciate uh, anyone that goes on to subscribe, subscribe to Drew Yari. And then, and yeah, and shouts to him and shouts to all the listeners, supporters out there. 
um, being patient with me. <laughs> like it's uh, life. Life has been a son of a bitch. So I'm trying my best to keep, you know, just keep at it. So, yep. Um, house cleaning is done. So that being said, let's 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 get into it. So the reason why I said if any of y'all that decide to vote Democrat, I mean, you could still vote Democrat, but, you know, that's your choice. But at the same time, if you do, you're an idiot. You're a fucking retard, and let me explain why. Because of all of the times that we've been hearing through our lives, Well, Republicans are bad. And it seems like these people are going off of outdated information. And let's not get it twisted. Uh, the fact of the matter is I, I have no love for Democrats or Republicans. And I used to be, you know, a liberal, you know, Democrat because a lot of my family were, people I'm friends with were, you know, are, I should say. And you just kind of go along, you just, you know, just go along with that. When you, as you, as you grow, you just, you, you just lean to one side. And then as you get older, it's like, wait a minute, like, we gotta see the other side. We can't just be we can't just lean so much left or so much right, you know, too far left, too far right. And I started seeing things from different perspectives. I got older. And I was like, wait a minute. Like like yeah, Democrats aren't so, you know, wholesome as, you know, we believe them to be, but also the Republicans as well. Like they're not they're not good either. Then, a matter of fact, both just two wings, part of the same bird. Because, you know, considering, you know, I love overall wrestling. And wrestling, you have people in storylines you know, feuding against each other. But when they're done, uh, to quote Jesse Mentor, it just, they're, they're cool with each other. Everyone's cool. Everyone is, you know, hunky-dory in the locker room. And they're just having dinner, hanging out afterwards. But on TV, they hate each other. Opponents, their opponents on TV, they hate each other. They can't stand each other's guts. But, after the, the cameras are off and they're not in the ring, they're just hanging out, having a good time. And that's what politics is. It's theater, it's all show. Because at the end of the day, they're all sitting down together making deals. A lot of things that we don't see that we're not privy to. But, you know, in, in, the, in the eye of the media, they paint this narrative. As, as they have been doing for the longest. 
And to me, I see people who are really like hardcore Democrat or hardcore Republicans, like they treat this like sports, like their favorite sports team or favorite MMA fighter, favorite wrestler, favorite boxer. And that's dangerous because you're no longer caring about the issues that the politician is representing. Like you're more for, hey, let's go team red or team blue rather than, hey, like I want to vote for a person that that aligns with my interests. That will, you know, in, in, in a perfect world, you elect someone, you know, you want to elect them because they have your, your best interests at heart. But a lot of these people don't. The, the typical politician does not have your best interests at heart. It just seems a lot of these political figures don't have your interests at heart. It's all about just really just getting your vote. And once they get in, they're just on cruise control. They don't really care about what's going on in, in their city or in their state. You know, they really don't care. Mayors, governors, senators, congressmen, congresswomen, they don't really care. You know, for the most part, the average one doesn't. And there's some that do. Again, that's the exception to the rule. You know, there's always outliers. But that's why I just don't lean towards one side. Me, I'm more... Uh, like I'm liberal with some issues and I'm conservative with others. Just, just seeing all oh, this person is red, I vote for them. Or all oh, this person's blue, I'm gonna vote. You know, I don't vote, but if I were, I'm gonna vote for the person that that a sucks less, but also has my overall. Best interests are hurt. But just like with everything, politics have been hijacked and it's everything is done via an emotional uh, lens. It isn't, there's no, there's no sort of rationale behind things. It's just all emotional. They, these people will put out social issues, dangle them in front of people like a carrot. And, you know, what about crime? What about the economy? What about, you know, jobs? What about things, you know, war? You know, uh, all these mandates that they've been been trying to push out all of a sudden. Well, you know, let's let's forgive and forget about that. Let's let's, that didn't happen. Uh Oh, it did. Well, you know, we we just got to forgive. You know, mistakes were made on both sides. (laughs) I don't know about both sides, but definitely everyone on the left who was involved in that and were complicit definitely made mistakes. And I will say that, yeah, like I will say Republicans didn't fight back. They, they were cowards. You know, I always say this, Democrats are crazy and Republicans are cowards. And you have Republicans who are really Democrats, you know, rhinos. Republican only in name. 
And, you know, that's dangerous. And uh, dinos, too. Democrat-only names. You got to be careful with those people, too. And that that is the main reason why I, I just don't think I'm going to be voting because, you know, while it's important and I will be keeping an eye on things, but at the same time, it's like, in my city, in you know, my state, New York. And we just pull this up here. I'll just pull this up. Like you're you're seeing this. Seeing this this uh has uh, actually let's refresh it. Let's refresh it. Like right now, this is what they're projecting. Uh, Hokul, she's the governor of New York, a Democrat, 51.7%. And this was around, this is before the debate that they, that they had with uh, Zeldin, who was running as a, running for the Republican, Republican Party. And when she got on that debate with Zeldin. All she was doing was just on this Trump derangement syndrome train. It's like, oh, you, your friends were Trump. Your friends were Trump. And it's like, do the, do the Democrats have any more to talk about than just Trump and January 6th? Do they have any, do they have more? Probably not, most definitely not, because they have nothing, because they screwed up the economy. They screwed up, like, just city, just just nationwide. Crime's out of control. You know, again, the economy, the, the main thing is crime. People don't feel safe where they're living at. And, uh... Uh, Illinois is going to have the purge law starting next year, January 1st, 2023. And it's just going to be kind of like a wild, wild, wild situation. And I showed people that I know that video and it's like, word, that's really happening? It's like, yeah, that's happening. That is fucking happening. And to me, and to me, you just have people who are are just so used to just voting one way. They they're ill informed and just go, Oh, well, is that time of year I'm just gonna vote Democrat, I'm gonna vote Republican, rather than voting for the person who has the best interests and just hold people accountable. But when you have, and I'm going to take this, take this down. When you have, and I'm going to play two clips, but there's one more. There's a tweet that I want to show from RNC Research. Uh, new. 27 of the top 30 cities with the highest murder rates are led 
by Democratic mayors, according to uh, Heritage Analysis. And Heritage is uh, about principles of free enterprise, limited government, individual freedom, traditional American values, and a strong national defense, which those are things that I'm, those are things that I have interest. Free enterprise, you know, I'm definitely free enterprise, you know, capital, capitalist. I'm all about making money and making sure that, you know, people are going to make money. Limited government, government shouldn't, you see all these uh, agencies, like since 2001, so many, uh, so we have so many government agencies, like the federal government's bloated. We need to limit the size of government because they're, because of that, you'll be, there'll be more held accountable that way. More oversight. Because when something's too big, you can't keep track of everything. But when you limit the size of government, you'll be able to keep track of things, hold their feet to the fire more. Individual freedom, I'm all about people having the rights, you know, their own their own freedom, especially like you, you saw these past two years with uh, comply or else, do this or else, do this or else you have no. And I'm going to talk about this with, with the COVID amnesty uh, article in the next episode. Like I'm really chomping at the bit to talk about it here, but. I don't want this to be a really long uh, episode, but look at here. Um, Cities with the highest homicide rates as of June 2022 is city, New Orleans, number of homicides, 145 homicide per rate, uh, homicide rate per 100,000 population. 36.8. So you got Baltimore, 174 homicides as of June. So this number could have gone. Could have gone down. Could have got up. Most likely gone up. 29. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 112. uh, 19.0. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oof. 240. Uh, homicides, 15.1 per 100,000. Then we go Washington, D.C., 104. We go to Chicago, Illinois, 304 homicides. That, that's the big one, of course. Uh, Dallas, Texas, 122. You know, we got a few, we got a few uh, red red cities here: Lexington, Kentucky, Jacksonville, Florida. And then we got an independent. We got a uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. But then look at here: Los Angeles, one seventy six, and then my home state, New York, one ninety seven. So this is as of June. 
this tweet, yeah, this tweet was was posted November fourth, and today's November eighth. So this was four days ago. So this is of June, right? This is as of June, and of course, what all DCs have in common, their blue states, the gun laws per state are very strict, you know, and again, you say what you want, but you put two and two together, just, you can't refute the facts. You cannot refute the facts. And I'm all about, you know, living safe. You know, I'm always with that model. I I rather have rather have it and not need it than need it and not want it. Because I like to live prepared. I like to live in power. I don't like to live in fear. But we've been so conditioned as a society to just fear uh, being prepared, being ready. Being able to defend yourself because well we got the cops they'll 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 go about you know keeping us safe when they don't when you hand off your God given ability to to defend yourself to arm yourself and give it to the people hey government they'll they'll save us they'll protect us you're asking for trouble. You're asking for a lot of trouble. And, you know, we've been seeing that. And the subway, the reason why, one of the reasons why I don't take the New York City subway is because it's so unsafe. Just people getting, you know, getting pushed onto onto subway tracks, you know, mugging, stabbing. Those women out here in Howard Beach, Queens, she was just pummeled and beaten so bad that one of her eyes was shut. And and my friend, my close friend, he actually showed me this. And they caught the whole beatdown on on a fucking camera, you know, security camera at the uh, air train station at Howard Beach. And it's like, wow. And and of course, most likely, I don't know, maybe she bolded blue. But when it hits home, no pun intended, and no one that they they I think they caught the guy, but just the fact that the subway system isn't safe, it's it's dangerous. And now these people are starting to see, wait a minute. You know, like, wait a minute, like, it's supposed to be safe. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just got pummeled by a crazy lunatic in the subway. And, you know, what's going on? Like, why isn't there more police presence? How come, you know, the subway system isn't safe? Well, because, my dear, you had... 
people and politicians behind them calling for the defunding of, of the police. And you see where we're at now. You see crime high. And we go here. And you can just trace everything back to 2020 during uh, the, the bell reform here in Queens, excuse me, in Queens and in, in New York. And, and there's so many instances in the five boroughs, just insane crime. If you have Citizen App and, 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 and that app goes off and something happens, it's like, wow. But we're going to play this. Play this here. But actually, let me read the uh, let me read the caption here. A Democratic a Democrat Kathy Hochul says Lee Zeldin is quote unquote hyperventilating about crime in New York City when asked about safety on the subway. Transit crime in New York City is up forty one percent this year. All right, so we're gonna play this. All right, BRB. She said, check the source. He's been hyperventilating. So what you're saying, Kathy, that um, basically all the news outlets that talk about crime and and uh, I think I know where they are, actually. I think they're... Hmm, I think they might be... By 96th Street and Broadway, I think. I think. I think. Um. Anyway, so check the source. So, uh, multiple sources, multiple news outlets in New York City are saying that what they're saying is wrong about crime, about subway crime. That, like, wow. So we're gonna bring that back again. Yeah, I say check the source. You know, he has been hyperventilating, trying to scare people for months. Trying to scare people, huh? I mean, people that take the subway daily, so they're just making it up. They're just they're being uh, being fear mongered when this year has been insane in. Uh, incidents on the subway. Uh, people getting pushed off subway tracks, stabbings, muggings. It, it's crazy. But of course, this woman doesn't have to take the subway because she, most of the time, is up in Albany. She's up. She's up in Albany. She's up in upstate. 
And she doesn't take the train, so what does she know? But of course, they're fear mongering. Um, Zeldin is is just hyperventilating, just fear mongering the the good people of the city. You know, this is this is all made up. It's all fabrication. It's not a big deal. Are onto it. All the legitimate media organizations have called him out for what he is doing. Fear mongering. It's not just here in New York. That is another public playbook all across this country. All you need to know is that the Democratic states are safer than the Republican states. Lies. She said Democratic states are safer than Republican states. That is a lie. We just went over. We just went over. The statistics from June, from June of this year, of the highest homicide rates, cities with the highest homicide rates, New Orleans, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Dallas, Texas, Los Angeles, and New York with the highest crime, with the, excuse me, with the highest, and Baltimore, can I forget about Baltimore, with the highest homicide rates. But, you know, she said, she basically said that it's a bunch of fear-mongering, that people got to check the source, and that uh, Democratic-ran uh, states are safer than Republican-ran states which is a lie which is a, a bold-faced lie and just the fact that she can say that with a smile on her face is just proof that these politicians do not care whatsoever about you about your life your safety and the safety of your loved ones they don't care they don't fucking care But governor, 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 are you saying basically that residents in this city don't have pure fear of going into that subway and I wish I wish that uh that the video didn't cut off there, but I was wondering how she was gonna respond to that. Because again, the fact that these politicians collide. It's no surprise. We already know this. Like most politicians are just liars. Some good, most of them bad. But the fact that she can just say that, a smile on her face, not even stutter, just lets us know that yeah, these people are just so detached from reality. Just like our girl, our home girl, the big booty. Latina, AOC, let me refresh this, it's like AOC, we're gonna, we're going to play and look at that, hold on, we gotta refresh it, Mm. let's see if this plays. We are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Now, I want to say that 
any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate um, in that context. Context, see, when it when it's uh it matters to them, it only matters to them when it's convenient going about talking about context. But when it's anything else, these people don't care about context. What is context? It's it's just funny to me that these people and and my by the way, this article from the New York Post was from June to uh, June of last year, June 29th of last year, 2021. Uh, AOC brushes off concerns of resurging New York City crime as hysteria. It is not like any of the shootings that have New Yorkers panicked or taking place in AOC's backyard. Oh, wait, they are. Uh, U.S. Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Democrat. New York sparked outrage Tuesday for dismissing concerns about surging crime as quote unquote hysteria. The Bronx Queens Congresswoman, a far left progressive routinely referred to by her initials AOC, made the remark during a Zoom chat with freshman US rep Jamar Bowman, Democrat New York, a fellow proponent of defund the police. There we go the defund the police movement who represents Bronx and Westchester. All right. Quote, we are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Ocasio-Cortez says reducing, uh, reducing recent incidents such as a tourist shot in broad daylight in Times Square and kids ducking for cover amid gang shooting in the Bronx to mere statistics. Of course, now that I quote, now I want to say that any amount of harm is unacceptable and too much, but also I just want to make sure that that this hysteria, you know, that this doesn't drive hysteria, and that we're looking at these numbers in context so we can make a responsible decision about what to allocate in that context. So just love the context. Love the context. And said, now I want to make, uh, okay, I read, read that. Bronx City Councilman Ruben Diaz Sr. on Tuesday blasted Ocasio-Cortez's remarks as she said it's wrong. Crime is increasing. The crime increase is a crisis, Diaz said. A fellow Democrat. She should talk, she should talk to the senior citizens in the Bronx who are afraid to come out of their house. She should talk to the mothers of kids who were killed by gun violence. Ocasio-Cortez's remarks also contradicted a recent, uh, excuse me, contradicted the results of a recent poll commissioned by the Post found that opposition to defund the police was the strongest in crime-ridden Bronx, where more than 60% of respondents disapproved of last year's slashing of $1 billion, $1 billion from the New York City, from the NYPD budget. And you see, play stupid games, you got stupid prizes. And listen, I have no love lost, Jesus Christ. 
This is not Madonna. This is an alien, by the way. Like, just, you gotta love the ads and article suggestions that you got. Just the, just the fact that, ugh, fucking disgusting. Looks like a fucking gremlin. Um, but what else? You know, the other thing that's disgusting is crime. And people being told, ooh, excuse me, and people being told that, well, we got to be careful of this hysteria and we need to see these numbers in in context so we can make a, a decision. Meanwhile, this is the game that that they played and we're paying the price. They slashed a million dollars out the budget. One of the reasons why, and listen, again, I was going to mention, not a, like, I'm a fan of Law and Order. I'm a fan of just when police do their jobs and also you have police that are in, in people that are policing your your neighborhood or your borough or your or, or your city they're from where you're from it shouldn't be someone from long island policing people in, in queens or people that live in Staten Island should be policing people from New Jersey whatever it, it, you know that makes sense it should just be and I'm all for just people policing themselves. But again, Naraman wants to do that. Naraman wants to do that or feel the need to do that. But when you have like I have issues with the fucking NYPD because they were arresting people for not having a a vaccine card. I'm not a fan of the NYPD. Um, and how they were just, just assaulting people and, you know, during this whole, uh, you know, during the whole, uh, these mandates, I wasn't a fan how they were just, just the, the shock troops of, of the, the COVID lockdowns and also I was not a fan. I'm still not a fan. I will not forgive because just because someone that wrote an article saying we, we need to forgive things that happened during the COVID lockdowns. We need to forget. Like, no, I'm not forgiving nothing. Just like I'm not forgiving people that were involved and in just letting cities burn to the ground during the BLM riots during 2020. Same thing here. I was in smack dab in the middle, uh, working. You know, I was working that night when they were rioting in New York City. They went up Broadway when I used to work in the city, and it was literally like a scene from a fucking movie. It was hell. Uh, things, you know, some. Uh, dumpsters were on fire, cars were on fire, windows were smashed in, 
uh, cops are just sitting there letting crime be committed right in front of them, kind of like they do now. You know, you see fights break out. They just sit there, let it happen. You know, so again, I have no love lost, but when things are supposed to, when, when they work, when people, things, apparatuses, when they work how they're supposed to work, when they function the way that it's supposed to function, I'm like, fine, this is fine. This is how things are supposed to work. These are, this is the intended function. Kind of like when you have, you used to have Instagram before posting art. That was the intended purpose of Instagram. Now, Instagram is just a haven for uh, daughtery, which, I mean, listen, looking at a nice pair, nothing wrong with that. But when your suggestion, uh, suggestion uh, reels are just that, it's just ass titties is an issue. You know, it's no longer his intended purpose. Uh, Instagram, that is. So kind of like here is the same thing with, with the with law enforcement. When law enforcement isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, it's a problem. And it's one of the reasons why with, you know, with the defund the police movement, it resulted in, in it, the main reason, but the other reason, again, it was the uh, bell reform. It was that, and then defund the police. It just took, you know, George Floyd uh, getting killed. You know, if you want to believe that it was uh, fentanyl or it was uh, Jack Chauvin, you know, with the knee on his neck. But the fact is that that callous, and I know they wanna they want another George Floyd for twenty twenty four. They they are waiting. They I know they got these social controls. They got a Patsy waiting. They got one ready because if it worked once, it will work again. And these people, they that's. All they know how to do is just use what isn't broke. They can just keep using it, just keep just setting up mass shootings. They're going to set up, uh, they're just going to find uh, that's a, oh man. They are going to take an event and they're going to magnify it. Because, of course, it has to be someone white killing someone black. If it's someone black killing someone black, it don't matter. If it's someone black killing someone white, it don't matter. Hell, when it was, when it's found out that it was uh, black people, ones committing the crimes against Asian people, they try to blame it on white supremacy. Then when it turned out that, oh, all those people were black just attacking Asian people on, on, you know, subway, on the subway in New York City, uh, attacking people, Asian people in broad daylight. Oh, those are black people. Oh, just like with the, uh, the, the black guy that was, um, that shot up 
uh, shut up the the train. He was on the subway. Uh, sent out, you know, he had tear gas canisters and she was trying to shoot people. And of course, uh, no one, no one got killed. Thank goodness. But when this found out that he was, he was a black supremacist. Immediately, the story was buried because he wasn't white. Because they were tr- they were waiting. It's like, oh man, if this person was white, you know that all the journalists, all the mainstream media, talking heads, they were creaming at, at just the thought. But of course, it's not it's not the the perfect narrative. They, they can't paint it enough. To look pretty. That's why when it was found out that these people were, were black or not white, the story was buried, was memory hold. But I don't forget. And you guys listen, don't forget. So I'm just going to leave it here. We're at the one hour mark. Um, guys, at the end of the day, if you're going to go on boat, boat, remember, don't just. Vote for your team. Vote for the person that will make a positive impact in your community where you are. If you're here in New York, you know, just choose wisely. At the end of the day, you got that right to vote. But when you have been seeing the results of the Democratic Party, you you are seeing the results of their policies. And you think that it's safe to live and work here or wherever you're at in the country is not safe. And a lot of these problems are because of the Democratic Party, but also because of the Republicans and us, the average citizen let it happen. So that's just my, that is my, you know, statement to y'all. Just make that choice. You know, at the end of the day, like if you're going to go on boat, boat. If not, it's fine. But I think it's very important to, you know, pay attention a little bit. Because then when we're wondering in a few years' time why things worse than what they are and what they are now. Is because we didn't pay attention. We didn't pay enough attention. So that's what I'm saying. Just pay attention. Take a little time. I know life life is a son of a bitch and it, it kicks our ass every day, but we we have to be more vigilant because we can't just let people do the talking for us. We have these people like AOC, uh Kathy Hochul, uh these people, Biden, Kamala, all these people, you know, federal government, even the local government, state government, city government, talking for us as if they know. And these people are so detached from reality. You have you have the mayor. Excuse me. You have the and the mayor too. Uh, Eric Adams. He he he's a tool. He's a complete tool. But Kathy Hochul. Governor in New York City says that uh, all this talk about crime, 
is being hyperventilated by her opponent and that democratic cities are safer than Republicans, Republican uh, states. It's just the fact that she said that, that she had no problem lying. She didn't even take a thought and let you know that these people are detached from the average person's life. They don't care. They don't care about you. They only care about your boat. And when they get it, they're going to toss you out like, like a $5 hooker, like a $5 whore. They're going to just toss you out like garbage and let you know, New, York, New York City sanitation come and pick, you know, pick up the trash and be done with you. Don't got to worry. This woman doesn't even take the subway. Only during press conferences. I, I saw her you know, on the uh, LRRR because they, uh, they had the, the east side access towards um, Grand Central, you know, Grand Central Terminal. So that's when you see her on any form of mass transit or commuter rail is during is during press conferences is, is during uh press releases and one thing i say about uh bloomberg and giuliani is that they they took the train and yeah this fool eric adams he he takes the train too but lately i know i bet he he's been He's been going about, um, you know, getting in, in a, getting in a car. You know, he ain't stupid. But they had to project things as okay. Oh, don't worry, it's fine. While the crime is up, people are afraid to to essentially be on public transportation, worrying about having to deal with, with some tomfoolery, dealing with someone crazed, attacking them. And I've seen so many videos of people uh, that post on social media of people getting attacked, harassed, beaten up. I saw a video of, of someone going to fucking tackle and just tackled a, a guy off the platform onto onto the tracks. And it's like that's normal. Oh, you know, that that's just <laughs> you can hear Kathy Hochul now. Oh, that's it's hyperventilating on that. Is that's fear mongering. You can hear AOC saying, Oh yeah, that that's just hysteria, mass hysteria. And all this stuff was going on. Of course they don't care. They do not care because they don't have to deal with the things that us normies have to deal with. All right. So that that's that's all I gotta say. Uh, remember, follow me on Twitter at Mr. Room Prime and at Room Prime Media. Uh, definitely check out the podcast. Check out Room the Room Prime podcast. Um, leave a a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you please, it'll be greatly appreciative. I'm appreciative of you and I really appreciate it. It's late. (laughs) It's late. Um, Just want to get this out because uh, I had two more. 
I had to do before the week is done. So I'm trying to get this out. But yeah, I uh, this is a warm up. I'm gonna go much more harder when it comes to the COVID amnesty article that was put out because just the amount of things that they want us just to forget. And I will not forget, especially the year 2020, but everything as a whole. But 2020, I ain't going to forgive that. I ain't going to forgive that. But guys, uh, that's it. Remember, Twitter, follow me, Mr. Room Prime and Room Prime Media. Uh, Check out the podcast if you enjoyed this one. Check out the rest of the episodes. And Lord willing, I have some surprises by the end of the year. Trying to finalize some things. But still, thank you for supporting. And that being said, I have room prime. Happy election day. Let's sit and just watch the chaos unfold. That being said, I'm out. Peace. I am here, master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me.